every Tuesday. Buck, it looks like the rule proposal for college football involving the clock not stopping after first downs is probably going to pass. That's the word. The rules committee still has to check off on it, but it's been sent there. Feeling is it'll get passed. You went from high school to college to pro. Is there any adjustment period for offenses this next year, assuming that's the rule? You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, because the the thing with what we've kind of consistently been talking about is offensive coaches have learned how to milk every minute out of that clock, right? They've been able to learn how to use it. And I think things like this will only enhance the ability not to run 99 plays. I mean, I've seen some games where it's been 90-plus uh, plays for one team, 80-plus plays of offense for the other team. So that's where you get into these, you know, 70 to 65 scores, and it almost feels like basketball. Uh, I went to an NBA game last night. It was 147 to 143. So I guess it's not quite basketball, but it's a lot of plays, a lot of scoring. Um, I, I just think, you know, you're starting to see the understanding that, hey, we have to – these games aren't a three-hour window game. We're usually talking four hours or more. And how can we – if we're going to talk about helping players and player safety, you don't need to have 100 plays in the, of offense every single game. And I think you're starting to feel that. And games have become way too long, and I think they're going to try to find ways to keep the game moving. So you still have the excitement of, of college football, but you just have to – do it within the confines of, uh, of some rules that are going to be changing here in the next few years. Does that hurt speed them up teams like what Josh Heupel does? It, it can. It can, but I, I think, you know, the funny thing is those offenses generally still find ways to be effective, right? I think it, it helps defenses because now you can substitute better. You don't have to just play in, you know, sub packages or – you know, nickel all the time when you're playing teams that you know like to run three wides, you know, just those kind of things. I think it helps you uh, do more with what you want to do uh, in your game and get some of your bigs up there to stop the run game, especially if teams are attacking you that way. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, uh, and there will probably be an adjustment period. And the more you hear Nick Saban uh, chirping about who he has to play <laughs> Uh, from the SEC, if they, you know, when they're moving to more conference games, we'll, we'll see if some of that comes true to form. But I still think that offense will just morph into something else uh, and, and figure out. And you got to also think too, Bill. Think of the guys that they had in that offense. I mean, you know, their 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 receiver talent. I don't know. I I know there have been teams that have had as many receivers at one time, but they had some really talented receivers with Jalen Hyde and that crew this year, unlike some other years where, you know, maybe one guy or, you know, one one or two receivers and a really good tight end. So I think they're still going to be able to go fast. They're just going to have to learn how to do it within the confines of the new rule. Charles Arbuckle is worth us. Buck, you did that Appalachia State-North Carolina game last year, right, the high-scoring game? Yes. How many? I wonder how many plays were run in that. It had to be a hundred each or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot um, because that was the first game of the season, right? Um, you know, or really early in the season. So yeah, 
typical, uh, you know, and Phil Longo is another guy that, that runs plays at a pretty high clip. He'll now be at Nebraska, if, if memory serves me right, right? I think he's at Nebraska yeah. now. Yeah. 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 So it'll be interesting to see what Matt Rule does with, with that speed up offense, that, that tempo that they like to run. But, you know, you had two teams in both App State and North Carolina that were not only running a lot of plays, they were scoring. Uh, defenses, I think we had 60 something points in the fourth quarter. So that was a big difference, too. It was so many plays. I, I, I really would like to go back and see how many plays were run by both teams in the fourth quarter because it was outrageous the number of points that were put up uh, late in that game. 124 total points. I just pulled up an article about it. I was trying to peruse really fast to see if it pulled up the number of plays, and it might. I just can't find it fast enough. But 63-61 was the final. So, yeah, no telling. God, no no telling. <laughs> yeah. It, hey, you know, they struggled on defense. And it's interesting. You know, you talk about North Carolina. They had a couple of guys I got to see at the Combine this past weekend, but one in particular – Dre Bly was on that defensive staff. He's now at, Be- at the Detroit Lions. We were walking over to the uh, combine. His cousin or his nephew is Josh Downs. So Josh is going to probably you know, be a really good player at the next level. Slot guy, but has enough speed to be on the outside. So he was really excited to go you know, just watch the prospects, but also see his nephew and see how he would perform. Um, you know, and I think Josh is going to, you know, Josh was nicked up a little bit at the end of the year, but he was a guy that played really well. I'm interested to see how he performs um, this year. Husker Ron says, guys, uh, yeah, Longo went to Wisconsin, Satterfield from South Carolina That's to Nebraska. Right. That's, That's right. right. Yep. Yeah, appreciate, I, appreciate I couldn't that. remember. You know how you have somebody in, in, in your mind and you like, he went to a school with Red, and I'm almost sure it was Nebraska, but it was, it was Wisconsin. That's right. And that, you know what? That's an interesting thing, and I'm glad he, he, he said that because think about how Wisconsin has been, their offense has been kind of stagnant of, of, over the last few years. They haven't been able to get people up there. That's going to be an interesting uh, Big Ten combination for them, you know, um, just to see – what Phil Longo can do because his offenses have always been explosive. No matter if he was at um, Stephen F. Austin, you know, wherever he's been, he's just been one of those guys that's been able to get offensive football moving in the right direction. And Wisconsin has been a team that has played very good defense, but they not, have not been good over the last few years and not been the Wisconsin that had at least one or two explosive receivers, uh, always generally have a good tight end and a running game. They've been that big, back, run, run downhill, you know, but it'll be interesting to see now if they'll have a, the ability to play it in a, with a much quicker pace from Phil Longo. Buck, you were in Indy where the combine is, and here's a pet peeve of mine. And look, I, I hope Anthony Richardson is a fantastic pro, but all I know is when I watch the game of football, uh-huh. And it's not the underwear Olympics. It's the game of football. Helmets, <laughs> shoulder pads, grass, scoreboards, officials. He's never consistent. How does yeah. running a 4-4 make him a pro that he wasn't in college? Yeah. you know, I don't it, get it's that. Fun- 
Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons, Bill. I think the biggest thing is the same thing that the scouts and everybody are telling you, hey, don't get enamored with what's happened here at the combine. Well, they sometimes they go against their own words because they right. probably feel like, hey, if I can get this kid in my system, I know I can work with them and do X, Y, and Z. I'm with you. It's always good to come and see how this thing happens and how it's put on. But at the end of the day, it's the tape that I watch that's going to prove to me whether Bryce Young should be the first quarterback or not. It's not the combine. C.J. Stroud had a great performance at the combine. Still doesn't make me say, well, what about the inconsistencies that I know I saw on tape? Now, at the end of last year, C.J. Stroud was probably playing just as good or if not better than Bryce Young in certain situations, especially what we saw the last few games. But that still doesn't erase some of the things that we know he hasn't done well. Anthony Richardson is supremely talented. We know that. And he's the kind of guy that will, will have folks enamored. And I think the other thing that helps him is that you have a guy that's Bryce Young, who's 5'10", and no matter how good he is, it's still giving people the, the thought, well, I just don't know about a short quarterback. Hey, Russell Wilson, before he got to this last year, did a really nice job and has won Super Bowls. Kyler Murray, before he got hurt, and Cliff Kingsbury didn't lose. You know, before Cliff Kingsbury lost that team, I thought he was actually starting to play better than I, I thought he would his, you know, early in his career. I say all that to say that sometimes their best medicine or the best words of advice that they're given, they're going against that because they get enamored with seeing him throwing on air, throwing at a, a pad, doing all of those things. So I think the true the two-to-form guys will say, hey, look, he's a really talented project, not ready. Him and Will Levis, they're both big, strong-armed kids that can fire the football. But can they play a game of football? Can they throw with anticipation? Can they make the plays at the next level and not have to only depend on their, you, you know, Anthony Richardson in particular, depend on using his legs? I think he's got a lot of talent, but I think he's a project. And with that said, the folks in front of him may have been given may give him those opportunities, and I think that's what happens because they come in all in one place, and you get to see them side by side. And so that's the part to me, Bill, that I agree with you. No matter if the pro day is great, no matter if the combine is great, you've got to show me that you play well or more consistency, and that's what I want to see from Anthony Richardson. Now, you talk about a hot, one of the hottest prospects; he's probably that one because of all the physical tools and what people are starting to say. Can he play at the next level? I'm sure he can. Is he going to be a day one guy? I don't think so, just from what I've seen on tape. Buck, along those same lines, obviously we're all huge fans of Bryce Young. My concern has always been on the next level. He's, he's a short quarterback. That can be okay. But uh-huh. you have to have a fortified body. Russell Wilson weighs 220, yep. right? He's 5'11", but, I mean, he's thick, right? Uh-huh. Bryce Young looks to me like he's more 180 than 200. Now, they say he weighed 200 there, Buck, and I wasn't there. Somebody put bricks in his pocket. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think the bigger thing, Bill, he was a little bit more stout than I've seen in the past. So he put he on looks like he was. Yeah, yeah, he had put on some weight, and it looked like good weight. It wasn't one of those, hey, i got to right. hurry up and bulk up. Um, 
you know, so I think that part is true. Now, the whole part for me is, can he keep that weight? Can he go to 210 and does he stand 210 all through the season or does he get the 190, 195? You know, some, some guys have that. And, you know, how much has he really been able to hit the weights? Not so much with his upper half, but his lower half, because that's where Russell Wilson was really built. You know, when you look at, at guys like that that are smaller in stature, do they have the lower half that can in top Kyler Murray is built that way, you know, sure. Clearly got some running back to him when you look at his lower half. So I think that's the big thing with, with Bryce Young. The other thing that I think we have to look at Bryce Young, he doesn't look to run. He only wants to run if he has to. And that could be the thing that helps him at the next level. Remember Tua would always take off and just do some craziness and get hurt when he was in college. And it's happening a little bit in the pros. I think the one difference with Bryce Young is he, he's got enough savvy to get away from the rush, and he just seems to have a, eyes in the back of his head no matter how many times you've watched him on tape get out of trouble and still looking to throw the football down the field. I think that's the difference with him. Not that he couldn't get hurt. He just doesn't look to run like some of the other quarterbacks in that vein, and he's always looking to throw the ball down the field. Now, can he get hit put in an awkward way? Yes, he could. But I think that's the one thing that when you talk to folks and scouts, why they like him so much and what, what has really made him stand out is he's done it in some high-pressure games at the college level. That's all you can grade it on. But he's also really been the guy to keep looking down the field. How, how can I buy time and how can I get the ball down the field to these receivers to make plays? Buck, no, you've been on the road, but are you hearing since you played out west on the Pac-12's pursuit of a media deal? It's it's kind of quiet. It's negative. Everything I hear, but are you hearing anything new? I haven't heard anything new, and that that starts to worry me because you're hearing more about the Big Twelve saying, "Okay, I see you guys aren't finding what you need. We got a space for maybe three or four others," and so. It's going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks uh, with the Pac-12 what actually ends up happening because George Klyovkov talked about really needing to secure a big, big win. I don't know if the big win is out there for him. I think it might be a medium to okay size deal, but there's been so much harm that's happened in the past. You know, you hate to keep looking at the past for them, but it has really screwed them up. Uh, And I think they're starting to see that. So hopefully – for their sake, they can find something besides just an Amazon or Apple TV deal to make this make this better for them and the conference. Buck, appreciate it, man. We'll see you next week. All right, Bill. Take care now. Charles Buckle with us each and every Tuesday. Does a fantastic job.